Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Straight Talk Talk with a Tia on the Keys 107 Network. We'll talk about relationships and married life. Welcome to Straightforward Talk with Atia, where there's real talk about relationships and married life, helping you make real changes at the drop of a dime, with your host Atia on Key 107.
the wonderful vibe, the music on the line, and that to get you ready and in the mood for today's show. I would like to thank you for your patience. Um, welcome, first of all, to Straightforward Talk with Atia. We are glad that you joined us this Sunday. And if you want to call into the show, ask a question, or chime in on this wonderful discussion that we're having today, please do so by calling 213-943-3618. You can also visit us in the chat room. Again, that number is 213-943-3618. Now, today we are going to be talking about intimacy and that S word. So if there's little children around, you may want to put them out of earshot. You know what to do. If you are married or have an exclusive significant other in your life at this time, I do encourage you to pull the next to you and listen to today's show together. And if you are having some challenges in your relationship, put those issues aside for the moment and listen to the show. If you know of someone that is in your circle and you know that they are having some challenges and some issues and you're tired of listening to them, then have them tune in to Straightforward Talk with Atia. They may not be willing to go to counseling, but today's show will give them some needed tools because you don't want to miss it. And with me on the line today are two very qualified and phenomenal people in their work. Returning this week is Erin Anderson, who's a marriage and family therapist. And also joining me today for the first time as a guest on the show is Dr. Lania Buckhalter, a.k.a. known as Dr. Passion, who is an intimacy coach. So there's no reason not to get some help today. We have a one-two-three punch to knock some of these silly issues in your relationship and marriage is back. The marriage strategist, the marriage doctor, and Dr. Passion are on the line today, and we are implementing some profound strategies to bring healing to your relationship and marriage and put the love and passion back into your union. However, nothing we share today can be of any consequences if you are not present in the conversation or if you are not investing in your own marriage and relationship to nourish it and give it what it needs to blossom. Marriage is organic, and it evolves, it grows over time. But like any plant, you have to water it. You have to give it sunlight and talk to it, take care of it so that it will grow. So I do want to introduce our guests. Um, but before we introduce our guests and bring them on the line, I want to read a very brief paragraph of a letter, which is Sandra's letter that we didn't read last week. And she says, Dear Tia, my husband often refers to me as being jealous because I tell him of his constant need to be online chatting first thing in the morning, 5 o'clock a.m., and last thing in the night at midnight or later. He said I am the one making this an issue and that there is no problem. He hides everything from me. His phone and his email accounts are coded. When I walk into the room, he closes his Facebook window. Please contact me. Now, if you're tuning in, you are listening to Straightforward Talk with Atia. We just finished reading the brief letter from Sandra about the gap in her marriage relationship. And we have with us today Aaron Anderson. He is a marriage and family therapist who was on the line last week. And as we were 
I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, I can't complain. Wonderful. Well, this storm in here in Jamaica, you might be able to hear it in the background, but please go ahead and share with our listeners who you are and what you do. I, I'm sorry you broke up there. What, I, I have to repeat that. Okay. Please go ahead and share with our listeners about who you are and the work that you do. Yeah, okay. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Aaron Anderson. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am owner also of the Marriage and Family Clinic in Denver, Colorado. I am online on RelationshipRx.net, and I write for various websites and magazines all on the topic of marriage and relationships. And I'm also your, your, your gracious guest today. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, Dr. Lania Buckholzer, are you on the line? Dr. Buckholzer, are you on the line? Yes, uh, I am here. How are you? Wonderful. I am great. It's finally nice to see you. Yes. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Dr. Lania Buckholzer. I am a certified life, marriage, and intimacy coach. Um, what I do is I specialize in um, marriage intimacy issues between couples. Um, my my goal is to help married couples get beyond that initial intimacy problems that they have or the most deep-rooted intimacy issues, you know, pertaining to husbands and wives or pornography, and that is my specialty. And um, I have been in practice for about 10 years now, uh, and I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, what we're discussing today, then, is, is is right of both of you off alley, and it's a blessing because I, I do want to start with Sandra's uh, letter. And did you get the opportunity to hear me read the brief paragraph that she wrote in? I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wonderful. So what I want you to do, basically one at a time, is really just hit on that. Today we're talking about intimacy in our marriage, but I want to start with that particular issue because there's a lot of Sandra's and her husband's out there. So just very briefly, let's talk about that particular letter and what that particular couple can do in that situation. Let's start with you, Dr. Buckhalter. Well, you know, the the first thing that, that reached out to me when you were reading was um, the fact that the husband kind of locks up everything, his phone, his uh, email, and seems to be on watch when she comes into a room. Um, those are those are signs of something that is going on. And um, a post from my suggestion, a post from her just kind of going at them, like, what are you doing, what are you doing, I think they need to sit and have a conversation because there, there is something missing where it's requiring him to go on to sites and seek other information, um, not knowing deeply what he's looking at, but just, from what you read, um, it may be something that's not appropriate for a husband uh, to be to be reviewing. And no, it's not jealousy. It's, it's um, what what that is is more of a tactic of I'm going to reverse it around on you, so you um, can seem like you're kind of out there and I'm not doing wrong. Okay. 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 Very good point, uh, Aaron. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, same thing. Apparently the wife is taking that as a relationship violation, understandably, because he's online 
uh, chatting with other women and and talking about who knows what. He's being secretive about it, and so you know, he obviously he must be trying to hide something. Uh, if it wasn't anything wrong, then he wouldn't be trying to hide it. And so it is. It's a relationship violation, and the two of them need to come to an agreement about uh, how do we move forward from here without violating um, the, the relationship, without re- without violating uh, the vows that we made in our marriage. Okay, okay. Now we can see based on uh, the both of you responses and based on the letter from Sandra that definitely some of the things that the husband is doing is robbing the relationship from it, from the intimacy. So what are some other things that will rob a relationship of intimacy? Either one of you. Well, I, I I think I think one one main thing is the sense of um, privacy. You know, I want to kind of bring that up because um, a lot of marriages and relationships feels that if you're married, there's nothing should be private. And I kind of disagree with that because you have to have some type of privacy where you have your own self because you have to be you. Um, but it, it adds into the in, intimacy. It, it causes an intimacy problem because now. All she's thinking about is what he's doing on the computer, opposed from what are we doing to keep our marriage alive and effective enough. You know, so you don't have to seek out on the computer. You don't have to look at things on the computer because if you are confident and secure within that marriage, and and that intimacy is going to show, where you can just kind of sit and just speak to them and talk to them. Okay. Okay. Aaron. Yeah, no, so, yeah, I, I agree with Dr. Buckhalter entirely. So, um, you, you know, the, as a as a couple, to create intimacy, you do have to have a, a level of trust with each other that I am safe with you, I can be vulnerable with you, and you'll hold that safe, you'll hold that safe, and in return, you can be vulnerable with me and I will hold that safe. And uh, from the sounds of your letter there, the woman there is more wrapped up with, am I safe here? He's online. He's hiding things from me. Who knows what these things are that he's hiding? And, you know, I don't really feel safe uh, or or she's worrying about whether she's safe or not. And it is. It's, It's harming their intimacy because intimacy is such a vulnerable experience with each other. And... You know, they they need, again, to come to a place where they can talk about what are our intimate needs in this relationship and and how are we going about fulfilling each other's intimate needs so that we can feel safe and get our needs met and you don't have to go online and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, That's what a couple of moves to go to. Let's, let's go back to the beginning of a relationship. When you first meet someone, 
prior to you getting married, you have that awe moment where everybody's all happy, it's great, and then now you become one because once you become married, you are one. You know, you you're, you you belong to him and she belongs to you. And 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 how to work that out is that you have to communicate daily, not just every so often. It's, it's a daily communication because marriages last uh, last just on based on what we're doing together on a daily basis, and you have to work around that um, that trust issue because if if you have if trust is a question within your relationship, it needs to be addressed immediately. This is something you don't want to you don't want to just talk about it. You don't want to just think about it. I'm sorry, and then not address it. You want to be able to conversate and communicate. And I, I believe a lot of married couples have a difficulty doing that because they're still in that odd moment. Like as soon as we get married, we get this license. Oh, everything's supposed to be great now because we're in love. Yes. You know, <laughs> and, and and sometimes it doesn't work that way. Right, right. You know? Most of the time it doesn't work that way. Exactly. So it's a it's a job. Marriage is a job. Absolutely. Marriage is a job, and being and being intimate within your marriage is also a job because what what pleased your mate before when you first got married, yes. it, it, it may not please your mate uh, five ten years from now. Absolutely. Because so you have to check it out. <laughs> exactly. It grows over time. So you, you talk about restoring the trust. What are some of the techniques that can be utilized? And this is for both you and Aaron, Dr. Buckhalter. What are some of the techniques that couples like Sandra and her husband can use to, first of all, restore the trust in their relationship and close the gap and, and really get that closeness back? You know, for couples that, yeah, well, for couples that come into me to start off with, and and this does need to be moderated with what Dr. Buckhalter said earlier, to start off with, I always require, if they want to keep working with me, absolute transparency at first. Uh, if there's any any kind of trust violation, they have to be transparent with each other. They they open up Facebook passwords. They open up credit cards. Statements. They open up bank statements, and and they're able to see fully the behaviors of their spouse, so that they can be assured whether that um, whether the spouse is still engaging in those kind of suspicious activities. Now, like I said before, that has to be balanced because transparency doesn't equal trust. Trust yeah. happens after so long, and after they have that. Uh, experience with each other that, you know, I know that I can believe you even if some things don't add up. And that's when the bond can be built again in the relationship. So transparency is really just the starting point for a couple, and then they need to build together, uh, rebuild rebuild those bonds. And once those bonds get rebuilt, that's, that's what creates the trust. Okay. So yeah. what are some of the factors that that you serve that process. And then I really want to get into some discussions about um, really about the intimacy and some things that couples can actually do. I don't want this to be a show where we're just talking about it, but showing and demonstrating through a process 
can strengthen their relationships and how they can become more intimate with one another. And it's not all about sex. So, Dr. Buckhalter, let's start out by really defining for our listeners what is intimacy. Now, and, and why it's important to a thriving relationship. Now, last week, we discussed pornography. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Last week, Dr. Buckholzer, we discussed pornography, and um, Aaron was on the line with us, and we were talking about how in some situations, when there is mutual consent, how pornography can add a little spice back into the relationship. So what I want to up from is share with our listeners about what intimacy is all about and why it's so critical to the relationship. Um, well, I, I talk to my clients. I, I, I have a system where if you come to me and talk about saying that you have an intimacy issue with between you, I actually talk to you and ask you what is the main intimacy issue. And normally it's, um, it's more of trying to understand each other's body and knowing how to how it talks to each other, because I I believe a lot of couples don't understand that the fact that our bodies actually speak to each other, yeah. and, and to be able to understand um, where your mate is coming from when they're asking for certain things is that you have to actually be attentive and listen to what they're saying, and that's not just sitting together as a couple, but that's while you're in bed together while you're maybe at dinner together, you have to watch the mannerisms and the actions of mates so you can express that intimacy. Um, pornography, uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of couples watching pornography together. Um, and I, I suggest that only because I feel that you can look at it and you together can critique it together. Now there's good porn and there's bad porn, <laughs> but you can you, you can sit. I mean, you know, because you know, and you know the difference, you know. Yeah. But you can actually sit sit there and and actually look at it together and not be ashamed, but actually have a conversation. Yeah. You know, and 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 having a conversation, and it's funny because a lot of my clients say, "What do you mean have a conversation while watching porn?" I'm like, "Yes." Have a conversation while watching porn. She said, but that's, you know, and a lot of people say, well, that's not the way we're supposed to do it. And I say, yeah. You want to look at, if you're looking at, at, at pornography and you're looking at another couple, per se, you know, uh, um, and, and interact and having sex, you want to ask the questions to your mate. Do you like that? Would you want to do that? You want to have those questions because you would never know. Even though you've been married to your mate for years, if you watch something on TV and they come to you and say, oh, man, that is great, I would love to do that, and it shocks you, that means that you all are not having those conversations. Yes. You want to be able to have those conversations and be comfortable with it, you know, um, especially during the act of intimacy. And a lot of, a lot of individuals feel that intimacy is um, – is the actual intercourse of it all, and that's not it. Absolutely. You know, what I always say, I tell you what, what yeah. I always say is, is before I met my husband, one of the things that I would say is, you know what, I'm not just wanting a man who can make love to my body, but one who can make love to my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You want to be able to sit on the couch in the front room, watch TV, and just kind of snuggle up with your mate, but you're still feeling that, that, that deep feeling yearning inside your soul, but you're just sitting next to each other. That's right. That is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Aaron, what what would you say about, in in terms of sharing with our listeners from the perspective of marriage and family therapy, the power of intimacy? No, uh, yeah, intimacy is much more than just doing it, It's, it's much more than sex. Intimacy is connecting with your partner in a way that nobody else tries to connect with them uh, or in a way that you don't try to connect with with anybody else. And so uh, if you think about marriage, there isn't a whole lot of things that you share with your spouse that you don't share with other people. If you have a bad day, you go home and, and tell your spouse about it, but you'll probably talk to maybe a coworker about it too. If you uh maybe even have an embarrassing medical condition, you'll talk to your spouse about that. Right. And, uh, you'll probably talk to your parents about it also, right? Yeah. And so you know, just practically there really aren't a whole lot of things that you share with your spouse that you don't share with other people. So what is it then that makes a relationship a relationship? And not just a roommate. Well, ah. your spouse more. Mm-hmm. And, Very yeah, so, yeah. So and and my spouse. answer to that is intimacy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you said something really key, Erin. You mentioned that um, trying to connect, or when you were just explaining what you were saying, explaining, you were saying that other people or not trying to connect with other people or other, and the mate connecting with each other that way. But you, you said something real key that drew me to this question, is how do you protect your relationship from being invaded by other men and women? They look at your intimacy level. They look at the fact that there's an energy or charisma between the two of you, and it's something that they desire in their own lives. So how do you protect your relationship from, from being invaded by others? Yeah, no, it it starts with you. You have to make sure that you are the safe place for your partner to be intimate with. So if they have something that they want to talk about, uh, you need to make sure that you're listening openly about it, that you're not being judgmental, you're not being critical, you're not being shameful or scorning. Even if it's something that you disagree with, you still need to make it a safe place for them to at least come talk to you about it. And that creates an intimacy there because they're safe coming to you, talking to you about things that are important to them instead of going to Sheila next door or something, you know. Uh, and that is is a great way to protect your relationship from your spouse going somewhere else is you making sure you're that safe partner for them to talk to. Okay. Okay, Dr. Walter, uh, what would you say? Well, uh, uh, one one main thing between between a couple is that you have to be careful in what information you share about your marriage with others. Yes. Okay. Um, and 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 a lot of a lot of individuals feel that you know family members are the great resource, and I I, I try to tend to kind of push you back from family yes. only because 
they 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 are fully invested in you. Right. And so their intentions are to make sure that you are okay. You right. know. Um so they can always give you some slighted opinions where that always sits top of your mind where you need to actually talk to someone that's not close to you to give you the better options on what what you all are dealing with. Um to help a to help a couple not go down the path of seeking someone else in the relationship, especially when it comes down to intimacy, because intimacy, the the main root of any marriage is what what we call it: money, communication, and sex. If the three of those are rot, if the three of those are in the marriage, something's gonna kind of be off balance, and 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 it's not. It's not always easy to balance them out all the time, but you need to be able to find a, a way where you can just kind of find that even plane. And intimacy is one of those main ones because you can you can actually talk to someone about your intimacy issues, and they can say one or two things that really excite you, and yeah. then now now you're thinking about maybe exploring those things with that person opposed to saying, hey, I really didn't think about it that way. Let me go home and talk to my husband. Let me go home and talk to my wife. Let let me ask her those questions because I really love them. I really love being with them. Um, But someone brought up a good point to me. And I I, I believe within marriage you have to be very strong. And it's not easy. I've I've been married for 20 years. Yeah. And and it's not and it's not it's not easy to have those conversations with your mate when you 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 think of them in a different way, right? Because Aaron had touched uh, touched on a point which I, I agree with totally. You have to remove that roommate idea Absolutely. out your mind Absolutely. to that to that we are one in your mind, Absolutely. you know. And and I and I always I always tell uh, uh, my my couples when, when they come to me with intimacy I I tell them I tell the wives you know your body belongs to your husband and I tell the husband I tell the husband your body belongs to your wife absolutely and 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 and, and, and they and they say what do you mean it belongs to I say they, they it belongs to you so whatever your wife is asking you to do that means it's on the top of her mind. This is what she wants. You have to address it. You don't want to dismiss it because when you start dismissing, you don't want to start dismissing what your what your mate is asking of you because your mate is gonna gonna start feeling left out and then start seeking someone else that's willing to listen. You know, it's interesting that you say that. You know, I tell you, I, and I, I'm in one hundred percent agreement with the two of you as well on that point because you know, like. I, and I share with my husband, this is, you know, my own experience. Is, you know, every couple, they have their favorite areas of their mate's body, per se, and, and different areas that excite them and turns them on. Well, there's a particular area on my husband's body, which to some people is just like hilarious, but it's one of the things, and it, it has such a deeper meaning. When I see this part of his body, which is really exposed to many people because it's not one of those areas that would necessarily be hidden. And so a young lady recently touched, grabbed my husband in that particular area, which uh, uh, grabbed his arm 
One thing that points out to me is those friends that are single. Yes. Um, those friends that are having that are that have had troubled relationships, and and and, and those people that are overcritical. Okay. Where if, if if you if you speak if you like for example if you go to your best girlfriend that is single, and you know that your best girlfriend is so deeply seeking a husband. And yes. wants a family, and but you, on the other hand, have, have are in you know you're married, you all have children. She sees that, she sees that, and she wants that. So if you going to her, explaining to to her your relationship issues, your intimacy issues, it's going to it's going to one say, oh wow, they're having problems. Maybe maybe I can talk to him. Or maybe I can do it better. I'm not saying it would happen, but you know, right. those are things that this is what people think. People think this way, and 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 you also have to look at the fact that um, a, a person that is not in a similar situation as you yes. may not give you the best advice. That's right. Okay. And 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 when and, and then you start to wonder, you know. Um, and, and it's funny. And let, I got to share this because it's really funny. My my husband and I, um, before we got married, and, and actually it was the day that we got married, and I always tell this story. It's the day that we got married. Um, one of our good friends, uh, well, we used to be a good friend of ours. She she was sitting on the porch, and I don't think she saw me in the window. I was getting ready, and I was getting my hair done, getting the dress, and we were getting married in the backyard of my husband's uh, mother's house. And she sat on the porch, and she said, "Um, I would believe it when I see it, but I believe they're going to be divorced in six months. Oh, wow. Okay. So when she said that, I kind of, I I was set back because, in, in, in front of me, she was happy. You know, she was like, yes, I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. But with other people, she was talking so ill will about our relationship, how it wasn't going to last, how, you know, it's a bad idea for us to move out of state. You know, it, it was everything was just so wrong. And so at that moment, it dawned on me, I can't share everything. I can no longer share my information with you. That's right. Because That's right. now now your perspective is totally different from my perspective. You know, and, and I had to I had to I learned that very quickly. And you have to be careful in what you say to people. Because people hold people hold on to words. Words are very strong. People hold on to words and people hold on to advice. So you want to when you when you're listening to advice, you need to have that common sense to say, I wonder 
how well that advice is, and you have to look at the quality of the person that's giving you that advice. Yes. That's a very, very, very good point. Really quickly, Erin, um, you know, based on what Dr. Buckholzer has said, what, what do you tell couples as they're, they're connecting with other people outside of their relationship in terms of building friendship? What, what, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, well, of course, it's okay for you to have friends. There's nothing wrong with uh, meeting new people and, and going out to work meetings and things like that. The advice is simply to make sure that the stuff in your marriage stays in your marriage. If you're, and, and to try to make sure you're um, representing your spouse the best that you can. And so if you have a complaint, or some kind of irritation with your spouse, don't go tell your coworkers about it. It's none of their business. If you have a, a friend or a confidant, yeah, you can tell it to them too, but once you've said it, you can't ever take it back. Right. And so right. you don't want to destroy your own spouse's reputation because, you know, what good is that going to do you? And so it's okay to have friends. Just make sure that your spouse that you, you keep a boundary about what you talk about with you and your spouse and what you talk about with you and your friends. Absolutely. Yeah, there, you know, there is so much to talk about. I mean, really getting into the heart of the intimacy conversation and some things that can, couples can actually do. I want to really dig into this. We didn't even scratch the surface of what we have on the agenda to talk about and, and some of the questions that have come in. And so I do, I would like to, because we're, we're wrapping up our show, I would like to ask both of you, if you're available, to come back next week to pick up and continue on this conversation so that we can really get into the heart of the matter and really help couples to be able to begin to build that intimacy in their relationship and to restore trust so that it is a safe environment for you to have those discussions because in order to really be open and transparent, you have to feel like Erin said, you have to feel like you're in a safe space, that you can open up and be completely vulnerable with your mate to be able to talk about the specific things. Because then also, you know, some people grew up where sex is taboo. You don't talk about those things. And so those are the mindsets that, that I want to get into uh, tearing down so that couples can become stronger and, and really be that one that it takes in marriage to be successful and stand the test of time. So really quickly, in terms of last words today, um, starting with Aaron, what 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 comments, final comments, would you like to share? Frankly, it's just to remember that intimacy is more than sex. Sex is a great way to create intimacy, but it's not the only way. And when you look at intimacy as more of a connection with your partner and a romantic feeling and just a passionate desire to be with them, then you're going to be doing the behaviors necessary to create real intimacy and you don't have to just do it through sex. Absolutely. Wow, and that, that's what I would really like to get into and explore um, so that the listeners can really, really wrap their minds about what we're discussing here. Dr. Buckhalter, any final comments for this particular show? 
yes, I you know I I, I want I want my couples uh, uh, to to just think about when you first met your mate. When yeah. what what really turned you on about your mate? I want you to sit and close your eyes and think about the best experience that you had together. If if it was going to the park, if it was just sitting out you know sitting outside or taking a nice long drive or. Or being happy because the kid the kids start school tomorrow. Whatever it is, you want to be able. You, I want you to go back and just think about the 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 best part and 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 and, and, and investigate how it can always be good because you know like like Aaron said, intimacy is more than just the physical act of sexual inter interaction. Um, sit with your mate, hold their hand. Give them a kiss, and and those important words I always tell my my couples to say: say I love you, and don't ever expect it to come back. But say it, say I love you, but say it because you mean it, and you truly, truly, truly love them. Absolutely. How can they contact you? How can our listeners contact you, Doctor Buckholder? Um, you can contact me at um um. Dr. Buckhall, uh, Dr. Passion spelled out dot com, um, or they can reach me um, via Twitter at Dr. Passion PhD, and I do have a fan page on Facebook, and that's Facebook dot com backslash Dr. Passion. Wonderful. And Aaron, how can our listeners contact you? Well, they can find me online at relationshiprx dot net. That's my blog where I give all sorts of information about. Relationships without the therapeutic cycle babble. They can also yeah. find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Marriage Doctor, Marriage Dr. And then you can also find me on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash relationshiprx. Wonderful. I would like to thank you both for joining us on the show this week. And when we get off the line, I definitely want to communicate with both of you. Hopefully, I can get you back next week so that we can continue on this conversation. And for our listeners, my name is Atia, and you can reach me at www.themarriagetree.net. I did just recently release a new book entitled Purposeful Dating, Manifesting the Love of Your Life Through the Power of Courtship. And I would like to again thank our guests for being on the line. I would like to thank you, the listeners, for taking time out of your day to listen and to really open yourself up to really imbibe the information that has been shared by two powerful and wonderful people with a message that's here to really serve and help you to be successful in your relationships and marriages. I would like to thank the producers and the engineers for helping things to run as smoothly as possible. We would like to thank Pat B.B. and Daniel Songs for the music and Ernie Smith. Um, and also, if you want to listen to the show or have someone else listen in, the show is archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash thekeys107. You can download Blog Talk Radio app for your smartphone. Send any inquiries and ideas for future shows and comments to suggestions at the Keith107network.com. Don't forget to join us next Sunday, same time, same place. Stay at peace and stay in love. And this is Atia. Have a
Thank you for listening to Straightforward Talk with the TL. If you'd like to talk with the T off the air, visit www.themarriagetree.net www.themarriagetree.net or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget to join us next Sunday live from 4 to 5pm. Straightforward Talk with the TL on the key 107 Network.